Businesses thrive by knowing customer insights because today's insights are tomorrow's facts. At iResearch, we live and breathe insights. And despite searching high and low, we were unable to find a customer insights podcast that answers one of the most important questions in business. Why do customers do what they do? So we launched one. Hi, I'm your host, Darshan Mehta. On this episode, I'd like to talk with Nikhil Jain. He is the co-founder and chief marketing officer at Milowi. Milowi is redefining online delivery, bringing fresh, tasty, homemade food to your doorstep. They empower talented home chefs to serve food that not only nourishes the body, but also feeds the soul. Welcome, Nikhil. How are you? Thank you so much, Darshan, for inviting me over here. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. You know, I want to start off with a quote that you often uh, like, and that is, the goal is to die with memories, not dreams. Tell me why you like that quote. So uh, that quote has been with me from my, you know, like, college days itself, you know, because whenever I used to see people, you know, people used to think very small and people used to not talk about their dreams. And they used to be like with a very rigid mindset of being thinking small and doing things. I was very clear at that point of time that I want to do something and I want to not just dream it. I want to make it happen. I want to die with memories, not just dreams. So, you know, when I heard this statement for the first time, I was like, oh man, this is my, you know, this is the thing which I want. And that's how it has been stuck with me from last five, six years. And I've been following that for a long time. So I'm curious, what other aha moments have you had in your personal life that have put you on this path to appreciate this quote as well as what are you doing to, I guess, make this quote be a reality for you? So I'll answer this question in two parts. One is personal life and second is professional life. So in personal life, one of the biggest dreams which I've done is, you know, I celebrated my mom and dad's 25th anniversary. You know, I did the whole budgeting. I called the whole family and you know, I made a big arrangement for them. I made a surprise party for them and they were truly happy. You know, I did that just at the age of 21 and it was a, you know, a dream coming true. And coming at the professional part, I always dreamt of being an entrepreneur, you know, being in startup, making a change in the society, bringing a change in the society, working on problems which really needs to be solved. And that's how I'm doing. And, you know, I've been currently working with uh, multiple startups till now. And right now at Milavi, we are solving this problem and gained a lot of traction and people are loving it. And we are proud of that, what we have built and looking forward to make it a bigger success now. So what are the things that really got you interested in entrepreneurship? And maybe you can tell me what are three key lessons you've learned so far as you've been involved with being an entrepreneur? Okay. So the entrepreneurship journey was a tricky journey for me, to be honest, because at the start itself, I got some setbacks. So the first lesson which I learned is never trust anyone. You should be prepared. You know, you, should, you just can't trust people. So you should be prepared legally. You should have proper agreements lined up with you. So first, don't trust anyone directly. Don't trust anyone blindly. Second, keep everything documented. So, you know, once you keep the things documented, you have a very clear plan and clear vision of what you want and how you're going to achieve it. Otherwise, there's only a lot of bubbles going in your head and you don't have the clarity. And the third most important is consistency and passion, you know. That is the key. If you are not consistent, if you're not passionate enough to solve that problem or do something, you won't achieve the success, you know. Either you will regret your life otherwise. So, yeah, these are the three main lessons which I think. The first one you mentioned is quite interesting because I think you're drawing the distinction 
when you say don't trust anybody, I think what you're really saying is friends are one thing, business is another thing. And you really need to get things in writing, anticipate all the options of not only doing well, but perhaps doing not so well. And what are the exits and everything? And I think when you say don't trust them, I'm going to modify a little bit. You can trust, but you definitely have to verify and confirm because ultimately you are going to end up trusting your employees, right? To deliver your product. Yeah, yeah, of course. So don't trust blindly. You should trust people. You know, business works on trust. But you know, don't trust blindly, you know, at the start itself. Once there's a proof of concept, you know, let's approve, you know, that you can rely on that person or that person is good. Because initially at the start, if you don't know that person, you cannot judge that person. What's the true personality is or the true colors of that person. So I'm just like, don't trust anyone blindly. Of course, business runs on trust and we have to trust our employees. We have to trust our co-founders. We have to trust, you know, how everything goes. So you said you love to decode things. I'm curious, what led you to have a love for decoding? And when you talk about decoding, are you talking about business, technology, research? Tell me a little bit more about why you love decoding and how you got a passion for decoding. So I'll tell you, like being a Jain person, you know, being coming into from Marwadi family, Labanya. So, you know, from childhood, we have been taught, you know, about business terms and we, you know, play with numbers and finance. I was a bright student from my school days. I was a topper in my school, like crack J.E. advanced and means also. And uh, now I'm a computer engineer by profession. But during this whole journey, there were small, small things which used to make me curious, you know. You know, how does brands work? How does brands work on user psychology, you know? they'll save tons of money, you know, just by doing a small change and you will not ever even recognize it. You know, there are a lot of case studies which come up. But for example, FMCG industry, what those companies does is they just change the packaging size with little bit of variation and they save tons of money. So how they do it, what happens in the business, what are the business models, which, you know, through which you can come up and, you know, change the revolution, bring the revolution. So all this things when you decode those stuff when you research it gives a kick that you know this is totally new thing or this is the thing which and to implement it in my real life also with the startups i'm working on with my own startup so decoding is really cool thing i would say because you decode not just at bottom level but at the top level also you know how exactly the person is thinking and what strategies are you mentioned curiosity i'm curious how important would you say curiosity is and perhaps you can give me an example of curiosity and how it really benefited you in an example so what happens when you're choosing a career you know you're totally confused you don't know which career to choose and that's where curiosity takes a big play so for example in my life you know when i started my entrepreneurship journey i was totally in the path that which uh, career path should i choose which domain i should enter into ed tech or food tech so the curiosity of learning those domains understanding and you know having a passion to learn about them that helped a lot. And that's how we enter into food tech industry. Before this, uh, I was also working in a tech, a social community platform. And, the, you know, the dynamics, how this industry works, how this domain works, the curiosity about them, you know, for example, how Zomato is making loss being, after being such a big company. Why Swiggy is making losses after being such a big company. So all these questions and all this curiosity changes your perspective about a new industry, gives you a new perspective. And that's how we learned about this and we launched Milavi and we are going good in that sense. So tell me about the inspiration of what led you to start Malawi. And also, if you can explain to us, what exactly is Malawi? Milavi is actually a food marketplace, a platform. We have an application launched on Play Store and App Store. We have already crossed 25,000 organic users in just last few months. 
So now, whenever you order food from any other food marketplace or app, the food is delivered from nearby cloud kitchen or restaurant. But again, what happens is that the food is not much healthy. You know, the curry is you know being preserved over there. It's packaging, it's plastic, and all those stuff. So what we did is we wanted home made food, home cooks to you know empower them. So through Milavi, when you order food, you get food from home cooks, home chefs. So you can order home made food at your doorstep. and with an eco friendly packaging so our usp is fresh healthy homemade food it's pocket friendly it's sturdy but it's cheaper than other platforms and it's eco friendly and also you empower women you know our vision is healthy india and empower women we want to make sure that every individual of india have healthy homemade food and you know at the same time this creates an opportunities and employment for the housewives also in india many of the people don't know that 69% of women are not financially independent 69% so this is a big figure in india and that's why we are you know so all those women we are trying to empower them through this platform and working at their home and doing thing which they love cooking food right so that's how we are doing and that's what milavi is and how we started so homemade food has always been a pain point for us uh, so we are three co-founders Our founder, you know, he is a food lover. So he had traveled to multiple places all over the India and internationally, also US, everywhere. And everywhere at the end, you know, there used to be the same problem. He used to miss homemade food because if you have outside food, also one day, two day, three day is fine. Fourth day, you will become ill. Your stomach will be upset. So there was a craving for homemade food, which was you know going on, going on, and increasing day by day, day by day. And that's how we realized this is a big market and. from now as a generation is being more health conscious this is the right time to start right because i'm creating an opportunities for them so that's how we thought about this we came together and we started milavi so two questions how did you get to 25000 users in what two months but also how do you ensure and maintain quality of the food so what we do is when we onboard the kitchens it's a long process right so whenever we get the lead of the kitchen you know our operations manager calls them explains them thing and then we have 11 parameters 11 checklist so we check the locality we check the background we do the background verification we see you know if the kitchen is clean or not hygiene check food tasting check our representative goes over there tastes the food checks the you know hygiene part the raw materials and everything and once that is done if the kitchen is having facile license is fine else we apply for a license for them food security license food security and safety license so that all the kitchens on milavi we have 350 family kitchens home cooks with us as of now in just one city we are serving almost 120 pin codes in india in this cluster itself we have 350 plus kitchens and all the kitchens are facile license kitchens and everyone that doing good business with us and we have so many inspiring stories of different women from rich class to middle class to upper middle class to lower middle class uh, you know someone is passionate about the food making food someone is doing it for the her livelihood to feed their children to be independent so there are different stories and you know i feel very good and i feel honored you know when i listen the stories and feel that you know milavi is creating an impact in their lives hmm. Interesting. How do you maintain brand identity when you have basically independent kitchens all out there? How do you ensure that you're actually still building your brand and people can associate? Because I'm sure at some point you may have competitors. If you don't, 
how are you going to maintain brand equity as well as build it? As Milavi, you know, we are very clear with the vision that we want to empower women. We want to have healthy India and help provide homemade food. So, whenever we onboard these kitchens, we are a company who is not user centric first, who is vendor centric first, home cook centric first. So we do all those things with the mind of keeping that home cooks are being empowered and home cooks are being incentivized. All these kitchens are working or cooking food at their home, right? So they don't have any physical outlet. How whatever they promote is through our application itself. So our brand goes everywhere if they promote or we promote. Second, if any competitor also comes in. So as I said, we are very home cook centric com brand. So we make sure that our cooks are loyal to us. We create loyalty programs for them. We have different incentive plans for them, and we have engagement and training programs also for them. And we also are starting some financial assistance program for all the home cooks, so that even they can get some assistance to us. Yeah. So if the home cooks are loyal to us, and you know, being associated with Milavi brand, and they love the brand, you know, they won't go to anywhere, and all the users will stick to Malawi and we'll have a brand identity in that sense. So how did you get to 25,000 users in two months? Okay. So we did some growth hacking. I did some growth hacking strategy. So we did a launch event on 16th of October. So 16th of October is celebrated as World Food Day. And last year's 2022 theme for the World Food Day was don't leave behind. Yeah. Right. So we also created one festival, you know, we thought, you know, let's do something on World Food Day. And as a launch event, we named it as Malawi Food Festival and it was the online food festival where we were giving free food worth rupees 16 lakh rupees on 16th of October. If you don't mind, it convert 16 lakh into dollars for the rest of the others that might not know how much that means. So it means almost $20,000. Okay. So $20,000 worth free food which we were giving you know, to the in the Pune city, right? So because we came up with that number because that was resembling with the date on the World Food Day. On 16th of October, we were providing free food worth over 16 of lakh. And we managed to pull off this whole event in just 10 days. We got sponsors from the city. You know, we almost put 10 hoardings, big hoardings all over the city, radio ads, influencer marketing. And it was going viral. Everyone was talking about Milavi through just one thing. And the best part is it was not a loss for us because <laughs> everything was sponsored. Right? So the food was being sponsored, the marketing expense was being sponsored. So we planned this whole event in such a way that everything gets sponsored and we get the traction. Also, the brands get the traction. Mm. Right? Mm. So And also, as it was World Food Day, so we also partnered with some NGO to donate food to you know watchmen, to maids and all those people. So that we were giving a message that have homemade food, taste your homemade food, give it to the your maids and your watchmen also, right? So that's how we promoted it and it went viral in just one week on Instagram. We got 10 lakh views, more than 10 lakh views. You know, we got signups like almost 20, 25,000 signups in just one month or one and a half month in that span. What stage are you at now with Malawi? So right now we are at the growth stage. We are at the early revenue stage. We are doing good. We have a good traction on monthly orders as well as we are doing B2B orders also. So we are serving to the corporates also. So right now we are raising funds at the seed level and soon we'll be raising a VC round. Interesting. And tell me your vision. Where do you want to go next? Where would you like to be five years from now? So for Milavi, we feel that Milavi can be a big brand. And we always tell that Milavi is a brand of moms. Milavi is a brand of food for everyone to resonate with. In the next five years, 
Milavi is going to change the food industry because as home cook industry, home chef industry is unorganized market. It's not organized, right? There is no proper system in place, not proper ecosystem for it. And we are creating an end-to-end ecosystem for it. So we are going to bring a big, big revolution in it and make home cook industry, home chef industry coming at the top at the level of restaurants and the cloud kitchen industry. Mm. So it will be a billion dollar business for sure. How many cooks do you have or how many kitchens? We have 350 plus family kitchens, 350 plus home cooks with us. And we also have around uh, 350 or 400 leads with us, which we'll be onboarding in next one month. So by next month, then we'll be having around 600 to 700 home cooks in just one city. And we're expanding to other cities also. And so how difficult has it been for you to build a team to support what you're doing at Malawi? It was pretty difficult, to be honest, because as I said, this whole market is unorganized. Because when you enter into an organized market, there's a set of steps already done. Someone has done it. So you know what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, right? But as this industry was new and it's unorganized market, there was no certain proper steps, you know, how you should talk to them. Because even those home cooks or women or moms, they don't know much about this, right? So we have to aware them about this. We have to make a proper SOPs, proper systems for this. So initially, the whole process was a little bit difficult, but slowly, slowly, we have optimized it very well. And we have built a whole team you know, to support us with the same process. Mm. So you started, I believe, in uh, the fall of 2022, correct? Yeah, we launched the final version of the application in October 2022. And we started working on it one year before that. Interesting. And so tell me, what are some of the ups and downs you've had and how did you overcome them? There were a lot of ups and downs in business. You feel like, like you have achieved one target and suddenly the target just vanishes. Mm. And then again, it comes and it vanishes. So there has been some time that you know we thought that we have just cracked this thing. And it goes away. And then we put again more efforts. We wait for more one, two days and it again goes away. So, you know, that part, that one week, you know, that 10 days, you know, were a lot difficult or very exciting, you can say first, because we learned a lot. We understood, you know, that how things work. So kitchens onboarding, you know, to make aware all those home chefs, you know, how you should work and how uh, make things was a little bit hard at the start. But then, as I said, you know, we have built a system for it. We have built a proper SOPs and proper training programs. So now this has been streamlined and it's going very smooth. The other part which also comes is delivery. You know, delivery is a big issue because in rainy season, majorly, because if it's raining, you know, the delivery boys are stuck somewhere. The food gets cold or the packaging might get spoiled. So uh, rainy season delivery is a little bit challenge for all food delivery partners all around the globe, especially in India. So even that's a challenge. But as I said, we have built a special packaging. So what we have done is we don't serve food in plastic. We have created special paper packaging containers branded with Milavi branding proper. And those containers are microwavable. So if the food is cold, right? You can just put it in microwave and make it hot. So we serve all our food materials goes into those paper containers, food items. And, you know, whenever a person is having it, you know, whenever he receives it, he enjoys it because it's a new, totally new feeling. The packaging is not spoiled. The packaging is very well maintained. It's paper containers, not plastic. Because again, hot food reaction with plastic is carcinogenic in nature. It causes cancer. The reaction between whenever you put something hot, a steam reaction with the plastic or the foils which you use in the you know market, you know that is cancerogenic. It causes cancer. So we were very clear at the start that we don't want to do that. 
so we avoided that and we came up with this packaging solution and that's how we have been going mm. so i'm curious if you were to talk to a younger nikhil jain let's say maybe uh, a five years younger what advice would you give that nikhil jain based on what you've learned now i would say to him don't run for perfection just start and make it better every day just go with the flow you know just keep that dreams in the mind and you will achieve it because the ladder of success is defined for you you just have to walk towards it and have you learned some ways to listen to or observe clues that help you guide you in this path we're talking about that you have but i think what you're saying you kind of see what's going on but you also have an intuitive sense of which way you should be going and i'm trying to understand how have you learned to balance that you have to go with your gut you know so there's always a feeling you know uh, some decisions might be easy or might be more lucrative or incentivizing for you at the start but those decisions are not that good at the end you know but there are some other decisions who might not be that good at the start but are very much fruitful at the end that's how entrepreneurship journey goes i believe that you have to go with the gut you have to you know analyze everything proper pros and cons and see what do you want after 5 years how do you see yourself you know i always ask myself that you know how i see myself after 5 years that i should not be regretting my decision you know that agar maine ye kiya hota i wish i could have done this thing you know at the start of 5 years before so i don't want to do that i just go with the gut and i don't want to blame anyone else it has to be my decision it has to be me and that's how i go you also founded another company called vibrancy tell me what that was and how did that help you on this path to start malawi so vibrancy was a social media community application which you were building you know there was a lot of boom around social media but again what happens is at the end you end doom scrolling it there's a lot of time wasted in the social media it's not much productive and when i used to see myself or other youth i was able to control myself and you know not just my waste my time on social media but you know a lot of people in india you know and especially youth could do so much things could learn so many things and do something different right create an impact in society learn about the passion or join a community you know of the passion but they're not able to because they're just stuck in that doom scrolling they are not able to find the right pe- persons whom they can vibe with so the idea behind vibrancy was to build a passion communities communities around every passion mm. and not multiple communities but just around one passion only one main community where everyone comes around and you can use filters and you can have content you can connect with people offers everything at one place so that you follow your passion you learn you try to scale and you know that's how one of my passion was startup and business and as you said at the start you know i love decoding things uh, you know love decoding businesses and how those things works and curiosity so that was one of my passion and i know a lot of people have that but they're not able to explore that so that's how we had started vibrancy and there were a lot of lessons which we learned from then then we started malawi hmm. so i'm curious where do you see your industry going in the next 5 years what do you see as the future in terms of the opportunities and even maybe some of the threats to home cooked meals that are being delivered but done independently by women who primarily stay at home the food industry is huge in india as per the current market the food delivery online food delivery in india is 8 billion dollar mm-hmm. it's huge and it is growing at 28.94 cagr current annual growth rate 
So by 2026, it will reach around you know 30 or 40 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge industry, and there's a huge potential in the market. So this home cook industry, we believe that home cook industry is going to create its own market share in the online food delivery, because at the end people want this because people are getting busy in their daily lifestyle. People are away from their home. They're not able to cook, and they cannot have everyday outside food. So the home cook for necessity is going to flourish like anything for sure. But yeah, but there are competitors, there are threats. There are a lot of other competitors also which are going on, which are very big, big players in the market like Zomato and Swiggy. You know, they are big players, but they are again into cloud kitchens and restaurants. So in online food delivery presents little affects because they have cash reserves, huge cash reserves. So they can again give high discounting. They can play with something. So there is some competition in the space, but we say that we are not here to compete with them. We are here to coexist with them because homemade food delivery is going to create its own space, mm-hmm. and Milavi is going to create its own space and own brand. Interesting. So if you could have a meal with anybody in your industry, who would it be and why? In food tech industry, I would like to go with the co-founders of Rebel Foods. They started with one small brand, you know, of cloud kitchen. And they have established 15 plus brands all over India with a big presence. You know, so starting a own small cloud kitchen into creating multiple 15 brands and scaling it up is really commendable. So I would like to, you know, definitely have a meal with them. So one meal can be home cooked meal about Milavi and one meal can be, of course, again, their meals, their brands meals. And we would definitely discuss about various opportunities in food market and how it's going. And in general, I would like to meet with Dhirubhai Ambani. Mukesh Ambani in specific, basically, who is handling the Reliance industry and Geo industries. So India or all over the world, Reliance and Geo has disrupting the ecosystem in its own special, unique way. That way is unique. I do research a lot about them and I decode a lot of stuff. So I know one thing special is Reliance and Geo specially do a lot of cost cutting. You know, because they do everything on such a large scale. They make sure that they optimize it by 0.01% also each and every process so how they handle such big industries how they bring a disruption in the ecosystem you know that's really commendable and would love to meet him and learn from all the spaces so i'm curious how do you maintain a consistent experience for the user when you're having independent cooks and kitchens and different dishes how do you maintain a unified experience for your user so uh food specifically has its own taste. Every user has its own taste, right? So once a user chooses his kitchen, right? In the start, he orders food from different different kitchens, right? After a few days, he chooses the taste at what taste he wants to eat. Like because everyone, it's normal, right? You know, I use human psychology that we have 10 restaurants around us, but we go to only two restaurants always around us. You know, because we trust them. We like that taste, right? So again, Taste matters. So, for example, what we have done is we have divided family kitchens into different cuisines because every family, every region have different taste notes. Mm. For example, Maharashtrian will have a different taste notes. Gujarati will have a different taste notes. Rajasthani will have a different taste notes. So, we have mentioned that this family, this home cook, is comes from which background and what is his or her taste notes. So, once a user chooses, because as a user, I might want to eat in Punjabi or my point would eat Gujarati. So he chooses the kitchens accordingly and 
he orders from there frequently again and again mm. so once the taste is established he orders from there and enjoys the home cooked food and about the quality part we make sure that we have a proper sops aligned with the kitchens also for the packaging and the quality so that everything is again streamlined interesting well i want to thank you nikhil for this conversation i've enjoyed it i've learned a lot about delivering from a home and again thank you very much i look forward to continuing the conversation another time as well and seeing where you have uh, taken malawi into the next uh, stages and you know in fulfilling your vision thank you so much darshan for inviting me would love to have conversations in future and it was definitely a very nice conversation i had some moments in the conversation that was i was like ha ah, this is like aha moment for me <laughs> this is something that happened with me and i'm realizing it now so yeah it was a very nice conversation thank you so much thanks again talk to you later take care getting to aha was brought to you by i research to find out more about us head to iresearch.com and make sure to search for getting to aha in apple podcast spotify and anywhere else podcasts are found and don't forget to click follow to ensure you don't miss any future episodes thank you for listening